friends, and welcome to the fourth episode of The Unbroken Ground. Uh, we are going to be talking today about, uh, continue a little talking about what it means to love and love in community and, and uh, what Jesus has to say about that. Um, we're going to be um, reading some from Luke chapter 10, so if you want to grab a Bible and turn there, you can. Um, just a couple of things to talk about before we kind of jump into that. So first off, again, thank you for listening. Uh, if you uh, enjoy this podcast, you can uh, subscribe on Podbean. Um, you can also find us on iTunes or Spotify. Um, I'm continuing to work on it, so you may have noticed, uh, if this is not your first one, you'll notice that we are now have some intro music and we'll later have some outro music thanks to royalty free music you can download off the internet not mine didn't create it but um i get three through three free songs so hey i thought i'd just uh, take add a little bit of uh flair to that uh, and so i'm excited about that so excited that uh the podcast is getting a little bit um more of a professional sound with things like a musical intro and all that kind of stuff. Um, still just a hobby, still just trying to uh, be creative. Um, if you just kind of uh, just remind you guys uh, why why we, why we I exist, why uh, this Unbroken Ground is that I just, uh, this year um, at least, uh, my plan is to try to be creative. Uh, it's something that uh, I've always wanted to do, but I just never have. And uh, I was reading through a book um, by Seth Godin called Lynchpin, and it just really made sense to me to, to go ahead and, and take advantage of the gifts that I have been given uh, to be able to try to encourage and to help people grow closer to who God wants them to be. So um, this podcast is one of those um, things that has grown out of the desire to do that, to be creative, to encourage others. Uh, so I hope that you are enjoying that. Um, if you want another opportunity, um, we do have a Facebook group that you can join and be creative with, but also uh, starting on February 1st, which would, which is about 10 days from now, I'm recording this on Sunday, so about, um, about 10 days we're actually going to start a book study on Mark Buchanan's book, Your Church is Too Safe, um, and the, the subtitle of that is Why Following Christ Turns the World Upside Down, uh, so we're going to be looking uh, at that, uh, doing about a chapter every two weeks. So we're going to have reading time, but also for, for you to read, but also then to respond. And so I'm hoping that that'll be a, a great time of discussion for um, uh, many people with different viewpoints, uh, just to be able to uh, bring to us, uh, all of us together, a little bit closer to who God might want us to be and uh, how, how he might be at work at the church. Uh, so very, very excited about that. So, um, yeah, if you want to know more information, you can find, uh, find me on Instagram, uh, the unbroken ground with underscores after every word. Um, you can also email the unbroken ground at gmail.com. You can find, uh, if you search for the unbroken ground group, uh, on Facebook, it is a private group. So you do have to ask to join, but you can do that. We will, we'll, um, uh, I am the administrator of that, so I will help you be a part of that as well. Um, so that's another way that you can join in. If you do have questions, if you have comments, uh, you can do that. Um, if you are enjoying the podcast, again, uh, you can help out by uh, sharing sharing it with your friends, telling your friends about it. Um, you can subscribe to it on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, you can leave ratings there, um, some reviews. Um, all that is helpful to spread the word, um, but... 
uh, mostly I'm just doing it for um, the joy of creating and, and uh, helping out the people I know uh, and having a, uh, that conversations that we can have from that. So not too concerned about all that, but um, if you are looking for ways to help, definitely those are ways that you can. Um, so yeah. All right. Well, um, we're going to jump in here then and talk a little bit about what it means to be a neighbor, um, what it means to love others as Jesus commands. Luke 10, 25-37, the New Living Translation. One day, an expert in the religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus replied, What does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, You must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. The man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, they beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along. When he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn, where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If, the bill, if his bill runs higher... Than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. If you read the Bible uh, a ton, if you read Jesus' words, you you get the sense, um, or you, get the, you understand that Jesus rarely answers a question um, that's directly asked of him with a direct answer. Um, and, and here is the case again. Uh, Jesus is, is asked a question. He's having a discussion with this, uh, this authority in the law um, who knows the right answers. And, and so he asks, um, he, he replies with questions. And, and when he doesn't reply with questions, he often replies with a story. Uh, and the story is, is meant to illustrate um, the question, but also it's meant to be a, um, a tool for the person who's asking the question to, to understand that, it's, that the question they're asking a lot of times is not really the question they want answered, or, or maybe the answer they want is not um, one that Jesus is ever going to give. And so, so Jesus tells a story. Um, Last week we talked about this idea that we are called to live in community, and when we live in community, um, we're called to love everybody, and in, and not just those that are we feel like are for us, or like us, or um, who are who think like we do, or think um, similar to us, but instead who uh, we we even if they're our enemies, we're to we're called to love them. Um, and one of the things that 
um, just got stuck in my head this week um, is that we often think of the opposite of love is is hate. And so we go, oh, well, I don't hate anybody because hate's really bad and we shouldn't be hateful and we shouldn't be haters and, and all these things. But there's a song um, lyric, uh, and if you don't know me, uh, I apologize, but uh, if you do know me uh, right now, my head is mostly um, filled with song lyrics and whatever thing I'm working on. And so right now I'm in marketing, so my head is filled with marketing things and song lyrics. And so um, that's just the way I think. Um, and so there is a, there's a lyric. Um, it's in a song by the Lumineers, um, and it says, the opposite of love is indifference, um, not hate. Like, like um, Hate and love, uh, if you think about it, um, really are on the same spectrum. They, they, they require um, a ton of emotion and feeling, and um, so a lot of times hate and love, like there's that trope that, that you see in like romantic movies and stuff like that, where um, it's very much um, this idea that, that you hate that person, but it's just a, uh, just a square inch. It's just a little bit that, that you realize, oh no, I actually love that person. Um, and so, I mean, that's a, that's a movie trope. I don't know that that's the truth of life, but I do think that there's a lot of truth behind the idea that the opposite of love is not hate. It's not having the passion or the energy or the, to take the time to, to despise somebody, but it's actually indifference. Um, and so here, I think Jesus actually addresses the idea that um, indifference is the problem here. It's, it's not that... Um, it's not that the people who know what they should do are, are the people who should know what they do, don't know what they should be doing. Um, I think it's clear that the, the, as the, uh, the, the discussion goes that, um, the answer is how do you have eternal life? Love God with all your heart and mind and soul, and also love your neighbor as yourself. And, and so that's, that's clear that the, the, the expert in the law knew that. This is not a new information. This is not unknown information. But then, then there's this whole thing that happens in um, Jewish religious life. Um, there are, um, the, the problem with laws is that you have to then define everything. Um, if you're living by law, then you have to define every minute detail. And, and you have to come up with an answer for every situation of what might occur. And, and so that's what these experts would do. Like they would sit around and they would talk about, okay, well, well what if this, if so-and-so happens and, and A happens and B happens and C happens, then, then how then are we to act? How then are we to respond? And so they would be, there would be these discussions and there would be all of these um, similar to, to our modern day laws where we have, um, court cases that help us determine what that means. What does the law mean? How does it apply in certain situations? You have precedents and all this kind of things. And so the, 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 the expert in the law was not asking, I mean, he, he, he wasn't asking who is my neighbor because he didn't know. I think he was asking two things. One, I think he was asking Jesus to join in the discussion of how do we section off our community? How do we build our walls? How do we how do we know who is in and who is out? How do I know who is my neighbor? And he wanted Jesus to join in and be like, well, here's your answer. 
um, these people are in and these people are out. Of course, this is not what Jesus does. Um, Jesus is less concerned about that because the, the truth is um, that Jesus is saying to, to this, this gentleman, he's saying that anybody can be your neighbor. Um, anybody you interact with, anybody you come across, anybody that you look in the eyes can be your neighbor. So there's not a definitive in and out list that you need, um, but rather a, an awareness of where you're at in the moment. And, and the people that are your, that are around you and the people that you interact with and the people that God brings into your life and, and you day by day or even just one time interact with, you go, those are my neighbors. Um, there's not an in and out group of like, these people are in, these people are out. Um, I mean, Paul will later say that because he'll say there's no such thing as, as Jew and Gentile. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. There's no Roman, there's no Jew, there's no rich, there's no poor. All those things, all those labels that we use, Paul says they're gone. Because Jesus says that. Because Jesus says, if you love God, you'll love others. And, and secondly, Jesus just really wants to address uh, kind of the imbalance that's happened in following God. Um, that the, that the uh, religious leaders of the time fell into this trap of, um, they were um, deciding who was in and out, who was righteous, who was not righteous. Um, they were deciding um, how, how to follow the laws. Um, Jesus even, uh, at another point, um, calls out the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the, the, uh, those who know the law because they are um, not helping their parents because they're instead saying, oh, I'm giving a tenth to God. Um, and so they're using the law to not even do like not honor their parents and so he's like you're using the law to, to break the law like uh, what sense is this and so Jesus knows all of this and he also knows that that this is a situation where once again that that the, the experts of the law were trying to catch Jesus and to nail him down to a place where they could then be like oh yeah we caught him we know that he's wrong we know that he doesn't know what he's talking about and so Jesus doesn't answer the question um, as a yeah, for, for those two reasons, he, he, he's, he knows that um, he's not going to draw the lines um, to say, oh, well, here, it's easy. If they're a Jew, then they're in. If they're not a Jew, they're out. If they're Samaritan, they're way out. He's not going to draw those lines. Um, and two, he's not going to step into the, the uh, minutia of, oh, yeah, let me tell you which, which, which variation of the laws that you follow. Here are the things that I follow. Because he, he knows that that um, suddenly makes him so, um, so, so much less impactful because he's no longer um, God, Jesus, Savior of the world, and he just becomes another teacher. Um, so he doesn't step into that. Would he know the right, does he know the right answer? Yeah, the right answer is that that's not what God was intending when he, when he made the law. But the law is, is, as Paul talks about it, the law brings us death because... Um, when we when we try when we try to follow the law, um, we we can't um, we 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 can't you can't make enough laws to make us do the right thing all of the time. Um, you can't make enough laws in America to make people moral. Um, people do the right thing because that's what they believe they should do, not because they're like oh I just I don't want to get um, arrested or or have to go to jail. Uh, I mean that's just 
it's it's something that we have to try to keep society um, uh, without with, out of chaos because we don't like if we don't enforce laws then there are those that, that aren't going to be moral so we, we do have to enforce laws but but Jesus is, is talking about something bigger than that um, he's talking about something that's much deeper than that and so he tells a story and, and in the story he there's three characters um, there's actually four um, but there's three that that um, he highlights their behavior and then and uses that to describe what it is to be a follower of Jesus to have eternal life. So um, I don't want to go one by one uh, through that. Um, I actually just want to I just want to think about this concept, because what happens with the priest and um, and, and the temple assistant um, is that they allow the um, the ritual cleanliness laws um, allow them to have no compassion upon this man who is is naked and beaten and, and on the side of the road. Um, they you, you would even argue there would be some legal experts of the law that would argue that the priest should not go and help that person because it would make him unclean and then he would not be able to do his priestly duties. He would have to um, go through a, a ritual of, of cleansing and, and that would be inconvenient and it would take seven days and or more and, and so they would say, oh, yeah, the priest shouldn't do that, and 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 so and and also the temple assistant. And what's what's um, I think so str striking about this that this that just really hits home is that these are the people who are supposed to be closest to God. I mean, if you're a priest, you you live and work in the temple. You you are uh, you get to be as close to the holy of holies. If you're the high priest, you get to enter the holy of holies, and so you were seen as the person who was closest to God, and yet. What the the priests were doing and what the, the Pharisees were doing at Jesus' time, that those who knew the law the best, who knew God's word the best, is that they were using the righteousness to avoid being compassionate. They were using the righteousness, the the laws, the the cleanliness laws, the the to the purity laws to to avoid interacting with people. And so Jesus says, so Jesus says, yeah, and then the third person, of course, um, the Samaritan, whom the Jews hated, as we talked about last week, whom they despised because they used to be part of the, the Israel nation, and, and they left, and they worshipped foreign gods, he says, and then a, a, a Samaritan, a hated Samaritan comes along, and he sees the man, and he has compassion on him. And and he and he he bandages them up, and he takes them to the end, and he says, "Hey, here's some money. And if that money's not enough, when I come back again, I'll pay more." I mean, you 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 hear it, right? Like you get it. Like Jesus tells a story, and he says, "Look, it's not about what laws you can follow, or what knowledge that you have, or how good of a person that you could be according to following these these rules and laws. It's about when you look." out into your world, when you when people come into your life, when you live in community with people, it's about that. It's about what you do with hurting people. It's about what you do with the opportunities God brings you to share the truth and love of who Jesus is. The 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 expert in the law knew what it meant to be a neighbor. But he wanted some some list to follow. And Jesus was not about a list. 
And so he said to the to the expert, you go and do likewise. He said, who is the man's neighbor? And the expert said, the one who had compassion upon him. And so he said to him, you go and you do likewise. May we hear Jesus's voice every day when we walk around and we live our lives to know whom we should have compassion on, to know who we should invite into the circle, to know that our walls are not the walls that we build through laws and, and righteousness and having the right belief. But instead, we are called to love God with everything that we have and to love people. There's a lot that happens in our world. We have theological experts that tell you, that tell us, that say, oh, well, you've got to be against certain political parties, certain people who have lifestyles. You have to be against them. And I'm, and I'm not saying that Jesus isn't, Jesus here isn't saying, yeah, we, I, I, the Samaritan is the hero because of his beliefs or the way he acts or because who he is. But he is a hero because he sees someone who is hurting and broken and he has compassion on him. See, the truth is, is that you're surrounded by people that are hurting. Some that know Jesus, some who don't, some who have been told that they can't be loved by God and Jesus. And and so the I think the, the go and do likewise really is to have the eyes of the Samaritan, to see people that are hurting. And to have your heart broken. I, I think we get sometimes we get so caught up in the fact that, um, oh well, if I'm if I love someone who's living a lifestyle that we don't approve of, then am I am I encouraging that? And am I condoning that? And and the real truth is, is that Jesus says love people. Um, there may come a time when you have a conversation and you say, hey, this is what I think God. This is why I think your lifestyle is not honoring to God. Um, I mean, and that actually probably should come after they get to know Jesus. Like, why would they follow God's laws and rules if they don't even know Jesus? I mean, it, it doesn't make sense to them yet. But then when they get to know Jesus and Jesus, and they're like, hey, this is how Jesus would want you to live. But we, we like to be, um, we find it easiest, I think, in today's world to be like, the, the experts to know the right things to say about certain lifestyles and, and, and people and to say, ah, we, we can't love them. We can't be in community with them. We have to be away from them. And Jesus says, if you love God with everything you have, then you'll love your neighbor. And when Jesus was asked, who is my neighbor? His reply was a story about a man who was hurting hurting and broken, who was beaten and left for dead. And the neighbor was the one who had compassion on him. May we go and do likewise. May God give us the eyes to see those that are hurting and need compassion. And may we have mercy on them. May we bandage their wounds. May we love them in such a way that they would understand 
that they are being loved not because of who we are or, or how good we are or how great we are, but because we love Jesus.